on this episode of Quantum Week, March 21st through 27th, 1993. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, talk about Movies, music, headlines, our stories, and uh, this is our second show in March 1993, talking about falling down and connected by the stereo MCs. Right. Get right into it? Yeah, uh, falling down is not good. <sighs> yeah. It's not a good movie. It's, I, it's not a good it's, movie. It's kind of close to trash, honestly. There's so much shit. I was watching it, and I got so mad. I was just like writing notes because I'm like, that sucked. That sucked. That sucked the whole time. Well, it's, it's, it's two ways to kind of look at this. So, okay. So, hmm. okay. So it's not a good movie. Not uh, a good movie. Okay. But it's not just, I'm talking just the movie on face level. If I, let's say I was an alien. I had no morals. I had no anything. I was just, yeah, a, just an alien. Sure. This is not a good movie. It's not necessarily a bad movie. It's an oddly interesting one. Having said that, if you have morals and the older I get and maybe the more woke I get or whatever the fuck's going on or I'm just getting older or what, but um, I have some real moral issues with this film. Oh, yeah. Does, Schum- does uh, Schumacher want us to identify with... with oh, uh, that's the $10 million question. And, that, and that's really what this is a real issue. Because like... In no world do I like. There are parts where he wants us to have empathy for yes, Michael Douglas's character, mm-hmm. and but but it's like no. I this mean, this is a bad person. This is a bad person. But the film and is not treated that way. And yeah, and he's he's kind of like oh the you know the the system spit him out, and so you're supposed to have some empathy for him. But it didn't. He was always an asshole. He was an asshole to his family the entire time. Right. So in case you haven't seen this movie, uh, Michael Douglas plays a guy. Uh, they kind of they call him defense. Yeah. Um, because he that's what was on his vanity plate and um. He was a, a guy that worked in defense and uh, lost his job, lost his wife and his kid, and just kind of m- kind of has a breakdown and then kind of just becomes like a vigilante in a way. Goes on a rampage. Yeah. All takes place over the course of one day. On the flip side, you have Robert Duvall, uh, who's very good in this. He is. Um, but it's ridiculous. Like, he plays a cop on his last day in the job, of Typical course. Typical cliche. So cliche. Yep. Um, and... Uh, and he and it basically just kind of going to lead to a showdown between yeah Duvall, confrontation the, the cop who has his own family problems which are which his are wife odd. is like the worst his wife is person um, ever yeah they, they they explain it that he you know they had a, a child that uh, died of sudden infant death syndrome and uh, the wife kind of had a breakdown after that which you can understand yeah, yeah. but the breakdown she has is weird she gets just kind of nasty toward Robert she almost like it becomes this, like cliche nagging wife super naggy also is bipolar yeah exactly yep and, i think that's um, a good way to explain it. she's up and down and because of that and no real explanation and, and it's just difficult to get your head and plus it's kind of the b story in this it doesn't get it's not laid out in a very elegant way no do you, do you remember he says duval's character says that she wasn't meant to be a mother yeah. And it's like, why would you include that in here? Because you're almost suggesting that she had something to do with the kid's death. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think that that's what happened. So either. But then why include that? It made no sense. I don't know. Because you're just actually, saying she's whole, a bad mom. The whole wife angle and the whole last day angle really don't belong. Because he's like, I love her. Like, how do you love her when she's not a good mom? 
She's got a significant like mental health issues. She's making you retire from from your job and move She's, and move to a place that you, you don't really want to go. Shithole. Well, I get, but it's not like Lake Havis is not that terrible. No, it's probably them hobby does. I actually oh, I drove there a couple years ago. That, that's an actual place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I mean, I didn't yeah, look they actually it. had the London Bridge there. He was just down on it. Is why. Well, I no, say so that. the whole point is he doesn't want to go. He there. doesn't want to so, go. Right. So he has no interest in going there, and. um his wife's kind of forced, which is fine. I mean, that whatever. I mean, that can happen, but but it's just a lot of these extra elements to the story that really aren't needed and aren't. Anytime you're like dealing with it when you're watching, you, you don't. You're not really interested. It's not holding your attention. No, and it just kind of makes it seem like he's just been shit on a lot too. I just don't understand her. I don't know why I, she's there. She, I don't either. She's also. He's also kind of like she's kind of the scapegoat for him having a desk job too. Right. So it's that's a weird interact the and the her his the chief of police that's a weird interaction why very would you strange ever- it's very oddly written so the guy that wrote this uh I'm just oh it's right ebby something um yes. i didn't capture it down i he's saw more, he's more of an actor yeah. um but he uh this is the only thing he's ever written yeah. which is odd because this movie especially when it came out uh it did get some acclaim it, it did didn't get any awards but it got it definitely got good critical buzz it made a lot of money um and it was, you know, at the time, relatively well received, um, and the screenplay has some decent moments in it, but is so conflicted morally. I mean, oh, so and so is Schumacher. I mean, th- this directing. So the whole thing is so. <sighs> so it starts off, you know, uh, Michael Douglas's character, uh, yeah. abandons his car, which is fine. You know, everyone's had that moment where you're in traffic and you're like, I just want to get out of here. Okay, fine. That's. that's but then he walks into a, a, a convenience store run by a Korean guy. Yes. And it's horrible. Like, he mocks the guy, mocks the way the guy speaks. Yeah, and there's like a you took our jobs type of situation. But he's like, and, speak uh, English. And the yeah. guy is speaking English. Yes, he has a heavy accent. But like, I bet his, he's not native I bet to his English States. is better than uh, defense's Michael Douglas is Korean. Probably. So it's like, oh, you came to my country, you stole our jobs. I don't think Michael Douglas wanted to work in a fucking convenience store. So no. that's bullshit. And he's like, and with how much money we gave you people was kind of his stance. Right. It's like, what, what? It's all these like stupid racist tropes that with then, no depth But to that it. is an interesting one though, because he says that and then the Korean guy has the upper hand. He says, well, how much did we, did he, have you given us? Yeah. And, and like, Michael was like, well, I don't know. And it's like, oh, exactly. You're full of shit. Right. Um, but then the problem is the the script and the direction keeps wanting you to empathize with this character. So he, uh, in, in this one scene, Michael Douglas walks around and basically shits on how expensive everything is. Yeah. Which is like, Hey, isn't that right? Right. America aren't things too expensive. Yeah. So you're like, Oh no. I do. Have you ever always wanted to take a bat to the stuff in the store and be like, this is too overpriced smash. And it's like, well, yeah, we've all been frustrated with the, with the, how things go up in price. Sure. But like, but they're doing that to make you feel bad for him or to root for him. Yeah, we it's, want. Yeah, but you're rooting for a guy that's re- wrecking this innocent person's store and terrorizing him. Yeah, he's taking a bat to the displays and oh, mocking they also, him. They're mocking him. They make a, a a point too of him knocking over the American flags too. Mm-hmm. Did you see that Schumacher? He's so on the nose, like the Garfield oh, shot awful. in the beginning. Oh yeah, I fucking I don't like Schumacher. Oh, he's at always all. awful. He's I do a horrible not like director. him. Yeah, actually, I'll say it from a well. Ugh. If you take if you take morality out of it from a directing job, this is one of his better works. So I know this. And I was thinking. Some of his movies are mediocre and they're yeah. mostly bad. So Flatliners is mediocre. Flatliners is bad. Is it bad? Yeah. Oh, Flatliners I liked it as bad. a kid. That's a bad. It's a bad. Is it it's bad? A boring. It's a. It's a. It's a good concept, but it's uh, a not a good. Movie. That's stupid. Last Boys I like too as a kid. Those Last are the two Boys that I thought of. Is uh, it's probably his best work. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but those. So that those this, vampire movie. You right. know. I mean, those two in this one I thought right. of as like kind of his best movies, and yes. those are mediocre. So the rest are kind of shitty. The, He's not a good this movie, those movies. This movie is. This movie is is borderline dangerous. Like I don't like I don't think this is a good movie for people to see. Like it's not. Like I said, you're rooting for him. And another scene. Uh, so another scene that is very well known, probably the most famous scene in this movie is when he walks into like the, the fake McDonald's and he wants breakfast. Right. And they're like, you can't have breakfast. And he starts like kind of shooting up the place and, and like, and it's like, Oh, Hey, haven't you ever been kind of annoyed by you can't get breakfast? And it's like, okay, a, you know why you can't get breakfast is because they changed the grills over. So they literally can't make what you want. Yep. So, okay. So unless they want to redo the entire grills, which is a huge process. Yep. So they, they literally have changed the equipment in the kitchen. So they cannot make you breakfast. Okay. So if the movie wanted you to empathize with the McDonald's worker, they would explain that, but they don't. They don't. They want you to empathize with this character that once again is kind of like, oh, another small rule that bites him in the ass. And it's not, this is, that's not appropriate to like shoot up a place because you're not getting your way. He even makes a point of like looking at his watch, like, look, it's only been three minutes. Right. Like we're supposed to empathize him. And, and that made me like even more angry because I'm like, no, he's in the fucking wrong and you just proved it to me. Yes. Fuck you. Yeah, he was ter- he, that was that was such a bad but, scene. But they shoot it the way it's shot. Yeah. He's shot and like the the way they use lighting, the way they use how the camera's positioned and also the things he's saying, they're giving him hero treatment. They and cuz they kind of make him a little goofy there like ho like yeah. he has like it's a little repartee and playfulness while meanwhile everybody's terrified and he and he actually shoots. And like it's his so weapon there. oddly shot because the people in the restaurant, the customers are terrified and it, it does show them terrified and they, not in a funny way. No, but then we'll immediately cut back to Michael Douglas's character making it's a joke about goofy. it. Yeah. Like the, the workers behind the counter are played for laughs. Oh, the, the, uh, who's Sheila or whatever yes. her name is. She's like, she's like flirting with him. She's like flirting and laughing the it's whole weird. time. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's just bad direction. And that was the Terrible. nurse she must've got. And then, and the, the manager's played for laughs. But then the very next shot is this family that's, Terrified. rightfully terrified and you're like wait like what is happening here like it's such a weird dichotomy the thing that pissed me off the most this movie the scene that really bothered me the most yeah is uh when he walks into the surplus store and it's run by a nazi yeah the reason that whole scene is in there is to neutralize yep. michael douglas's character see yep. he's not so bad right not only that it gives you it gives him permission to actually kill him right which is which is which whatever no but that's shitty i it's agree like, but my bigger issue is though they're trying to show the difference between someone who's really bad and, and just Michael slightly Douglas racist is not so yeah. bad yeah it, they're excusing his behavior in, in a really flagrant and bizarre way and then schumacher who is gay uh directed the scene yeah and the you know you have the surplus guy all oh, right begittle the gay so the really evil man begittles the gay people but then the kind evil man who maybe isn't takes a little offense. That isn't like that. Doesn't like, and it. then also doesn't like when they make fun of the Jewish people. Right. Uh, but then he has no problem mocking the, the Korean, Korean guy. guy. Yeah. He kind of mocks some black gang people. He, the, yeah, he terrorizes yeah. his entire restaurant. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so, right. So, right. So, okay. A right. Certain people get special treatment in this movie by yes, they do, and that blows. And it's weird. And that even they even that interaction happens too, where where Michael Douglas's character is telling the Nazi, "I'm nothing like you. Like I'm nothing like you." And we're supposed to believe that. And it's like, well, no, they, you. You're, but I think the script is trying to. That's where they keep double back on themselves. The script then I think is trying to tell us, "Oh no, you really are like him." Um, but everything they're showing us and how this is shot and the whole reason our character is in there is to show us that Michael Douglas isn't like him. Right. So the script almost is conf- 
it's like fighting with itself. Um, we see this at the very end of the movie too, when they're on a pier for no apparent reason. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, oh, God but there's a scene between Duvall, the very very end uh, showdown between Duvall and, and Douglas's character. And Michael Douglas at one point goes, "You mean I'm the bad guy?" He asks like incredulously, like yeah. he can't believe he's the bad guy. It's, like, it's so clear. But it's really not. If you look at the, if you look at how this movie's shot, you you're kind of with him. You're like. Is he the bad guy? Because we've already seen a really, a bad, really guy, bad guy. And the entire time watch this movie, you're kind of taught to root for this guy. So is he the bad guy? And actually, the other thing, too, is all he encounters all day are assholes, pretty much, besides every, the Korean guy. The Korean guy was still kind of an asshole with him. Everyone, no, you have to buy it's something. It's such a cynical but like, movie. Every Everybody. person, every interaction is with an asshole. Not only that, everyone Robert Duvall, except for his partner. Everyone Robert Duvall interacts with is an asshole. That's exactly right. Every only single person yeah, in this movie is she, an asshole. She's the only person. But yeah, maybe Barbara Hersey, but she's mm. just kind of a, you know, a, a battered ex-wife. Um, so yeah, it's either it. a victim, a fucking asshole. Yeah, she's the only, like, that's kind it. character. You, besides, have, you have a total of three, not counting Michael Douglas, you have a total of three people that are, like, not terrible. That are bearable, yeah. And then, you know, you're really, and you're rooting, the whole movie kind of frames it to root for, like, this horrible murderer. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I feel like who, they tried who, to have at a, the end of the movie. I I think Duval is right. I think he had his whole intention is to kill his ex wife and his kid. Right? Seemed it. So you're rooting for this guy that's going to commit like family homicide. You're at the end of the continent. Like, there's no going any. So your whole goal is to get to your ex wife and child. Right. What? What? Like what? Then? Right. I mean, he's. It's not like he's a fucking idiot. Like this guy worked for the Defense Department. Yes. Like he, you know morals aside like he's a, a nice he's a smart enough guy smart enough guy so like what was his plan he's going to go to the end of this the, literally the end of the content a continent on the edge of a pier with trying to collect his wife and kid and what is he going to do what's what, going to swim to fucking asia like what is he going to do no he's right he's going to kill them. he's going to kill them yeah yeah there's no going back like he's already killed a guy he's had yes multiple, shot a cop shot a cop yeah he shot a cop yes Killed a guy. Killed a guy, shot a cop. And then obviously um, committed other Yeah, shot a guy things. in the leg. Right, um, just, yeah. Took a bat to some people. Stole guns. Stole guns, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, number of things he's done wrong. Yeah, there's no, like, yeah. Either he's going to kill him. Yeah, I think he kills his he wife does, I mean, Duvall says it. And, yeah. And, and, and he's wrong. He doesn't really, yeah. He doesn't really fight that, that he doesn't. back. So, okay, so the, Barbara Hershey uh, is the battered ex-wife, and she's living in their, their, their old home, the home she used to share with Michael Douglas. Yeah, and then they also have a daughter. Yeah. So, She's terrorized by phone calls all day from Michael Douglas, which which sucks, awful. So the last call oh, she Jesus. realizes because she hears the pier. Tra- they live in a house right by the pier. Yeah, she hears pier traffic and she realizes Michael Douglas is very close. So she wisely takes the little girl and runs away. But she doesn't run away like you or I would run away, which is as far away from now as possible. She goes on a pier where there's no exit to buy like like a hot dog. But why would you go to the you one would never place go? You cannot get off. Like the- you're you're going to the one place you're cornered. You would never go there. You would go. You go to that. the cops. You'd go it's away. All go done for family. this final showdown. It's stupid. Like, uh, and it's just terrible writing. It's terrible directing. Yeah, it's cool to have a shot at the end of the pier. It's very cool. Yeah, it is cool. But it, it makes no sense. You can't have the characters do these things that no. that no one would ever in their right mind do. No, and and oh, it just so happens that it's their favorite place too. Like he's watching. Their favorite he's watching, place is like right around the corner from their house. What a weird. That's weird. That right? is weird. But not only is it weird, it's like you set it up so much in fact that he's going to watch a video that's going to trigger him to go to their favorite place where they happen to be. It's like, oh, fuck you. Do a better job with your writing and your and your directing. I, I, logistically, I, I don't know California at all. I've, I've yeah. only been there a couple of times. So Venice, 
it appears, is it not? It's, it's outside of LA. It's yes, but LA, is it yeah. nice? Is it not nice? I liked Venice Beach, actually. It's pretty. I don't know so that I'm that was Venice that Beach. I'm guessing that house is expensive. It's right near a pier. Oh, God, yeah. And she's renting there, but that, that's They're like, renting there? That's a million dollar house, maybe. I she's a block away from the ocean. Yes. I mean, maybe not $700,000. I, I don't have, know, but super expensive. Rent for that fucker would be and he said thousands. He, I guess he lost a job a month earlier, but he guess he wasn't even paying child support. So I don't understand how they... Yeah, what is she doing for a job? Is the kid's, kid's home? Like, I, she, there's no way she's making enough to like, pay there's no legit, There's no, like, thought process there. Yeah, what, you wouldn't live there. No, you would go... You would you would move some. You can play... There's many of cheaper places to live of in, course, in California. Cal- yeah. yeah, even on the it coast. It just seems like, like a strange... You wouldn't live there. Like even if even when they were all living there together, he's working for the defense. Like they have enough money to live right on the beach. Like that seems really expensive. I know the California Super coast expensive. is famously yeah, particularly right there. That's a that's a good location. And they, for and LA they said a couple of times they're renting. Yeah, it didn't make sense. I, that is bizarre. No, that would be thousands of a month. There's no way they're affording that I, single mom not it, getting child support. Just bizarre. I mean, but the real issue of this movie though is the morality or, or lack thereof. Can, and, can, can I get yeah, yeah, a point with the morality, dude? The cops who come to Barbara Hersey's uh, aid. She calls him and says, hey, I'm, I'm worried about my ex-husband. I have a restraining order against him. And they're like asking super her- Super judgy. Super judgy. And they're asking her why. Like at that point, it's the why is done. Like the judges right. issued a restraining order. There is no why. It's just, okay, let's, yeah. Let's make sure, yeah, he's been calling you. He shouldn't be calling you. I let's mean, make sure you're fine. Never in that situation, maybe that stuff does happen. That's what the, that's what the screenwriter and director are trying to show. But you, you have to- you have to kind of explain that a little bit more. You do. It just shows that... He, he, the, the cop is just an asshole. Like, oh, it, is he ever prone to violence? You know, like, oh, not, not, he's never... He never like they, you? they were really oh. downplaying the seriousness like, of it. fuck you. He's about... I mean, he's going on a fucking rampage. She was right. And, he, and she feels dumb about it, too. It's like, ah, oh, I felt so bad for her. She's actually, she did a good job, actually. Robert, well, Robert yeah. she's a good actress. She she's good. been in a lot of stuff. We saw, we saw her in Black Swan. She's That's very right. good in that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, this movie. Uh, so when I first saw this movie, I was I uh, saw it in the theaters with my with my grandmother, which is very strange, right? She's a strange woman. And um, she, did she like this? She liked the movie. I think she did. And I remember like liking it. I remember like we were thinking like, oh, that's good. Like that's it's it's you know, I was like about thirteen. I'm like oh, that was good. It was interesting, but I, it was never one of my favorites. So I thought it was okay. I saw it. I don't know, probably about I don't know in college. I saw it again. I'm like, oh, I guess this is all right. Uh, you know, I think I liked it a little bit less. Yeah. Like watching it now, like as an adult, it's just like this movie is really. Uh, I was just shocked. Uh, I was shocked at the how they gave this really evil character who I didn't remember how evil he was. Like real, super evil. Yeah. Real hero treatment. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and it didn't. It must not have bothered me at the time. Like when I was, I don't know, 15 years old when I saw it. I saw it pretty. Must have seen it in high school. Because I remember talking about it with my buddies. Like one in particular, um, I remember like really liking this movie. Almost like stick it to the man style. There was a lot of that. And it just, this doesn't, it just, he feels, he seems like a privileged asshole who lost his job because he's an asshole, lost his family because he's an asshole. It's not like he was chewed up and spit out. He had, he had a good job and a good family. He fucked it up. I don't yeah, feel bad for him. No, they show clips of uh, like old home videos of him just being really abusive, like, verbally abusive to his wife and his daughter and being kind of weird. Um, and uh, so like they give you historical background. This guy's always been a, always been an asshole, always been an asshole, but then they'll frame it and, sh- and have him behave like an every man. And you're like, well, what is he then? It was a really weird. Um, it's a, it was one of the stranger movies I've seen like a, a studio release. I understand it's from a different time. It is strange. Um, you know, this obviously movie would never be made today. And I understand like there are movies like death wish and stuff where you, 
that's know, different. That's I, different. That's like, different. Revenge yeah, porn Death kind Wish, of movies. Death Wish, like he loses his. I mean, his wife and kid get like raped and killed. I think yeah, it's different. Right. Like you, you know who the hero is in this, even though there's a lot of violence, and you can make some. And he's like vigilante judgment. justice, and yeah, yeah, but like you know he was wronged. Like in this, you're you're just left with Michael Douglas. He's just a fucking asshole. The thing with this is like, with Death Wish, he's going, you know, in theory or those kind of movies, they're going after people who have done harm to somebody. Now, right. whether you agree with their tactics or not, whatever. But like with this movie, he's just going after like a guy who works at McDonald's or a guy that owns a convenience store or, uh, you know, he just, he's a, other, uh, these, other than the gang the gang the gang does kind of get in his face and threaten him which you kind of understand him fighting back there i guess sure, yeah but uh other than that he's just going after people who are do, who have done nothing to him he's the aggressor basically the entire time i mean even with the 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 neo-nazi guy who's a shitty guy right um he's he's still the aggressor in that. he absolutely is yeah so i you i can't i had no empathy for him at all i just thought he was such an asshole I don't know why this movie did well because it's also annoying to look at. The montage in the beginning is stupid with like, you know, the, as I mentioned before, the big Garfield smile. Well, that's, well, that's it's a, so um, dumb. Well, it's, it's a Fellini. The, yeah, I know it's a, yeah, yeah it's from eight, eight and, and a half. half. Yeah. But it's, yeah, but it's just. I don't mind. That's fine. Whatever. But like, it's just message hammer with the big smiley thingy and, uh, and the good, like the bumper stickers. The, and, the Jesus yeah. bumper stickers. Like, why is that? I don't understand why that was involved unless Schum- Schumacher's like. I think it was just him just being annoyed. Like, aren't you annoyed too? Like, with all the things you got to deal with every I day. I am, but I'm, you know, I'm also. You know, but we're not going to shoot. Not going to go and yeah, you know, beat up a Korean guy and fucking all that. What were the? What was the gang doing? Like, wanting the briefcase. What? What's like the best possible scenario of that briefcase? Like some papers. Well, yeah, and then he ends up giving the briefcase to that bum, right? The and, homeless guy, and, and the homeless then, guy wanted food, and there was food in it, and then he didn't want he the didn't food. want food, right? So, which was just bizarre. That was stupid. Why don't he just be like, oh? Well, they also had the homeless guy. Yeah, I mean, it was, that was a strange interaction there. I guess they're trying to show like homeless people are full of shit when they ask for stuff. Yeah, which, well, I mean, then some, that's shitty too. Sometimes they are, but like, sometimes, but like this, but they're also like homeless people. So, I mean, you know, they're probably in a worse, you know, yeah, have some understanding for their situation and. And I, I tell you, I've, you know, I've been in New York, dealt with a lot of homeless people. I never had in my entire life had a homeless person, like basically like kind of chase him down for an entire city block. Like that doesn't happen. They might yell at you and call you names and shit if you don't give them money, but they'll never like chase. That's never happened. Yeah. Like they, they, they had a whole like back and forth, like three, four minutes to the movie is him talking to this homeless guy. It doesn't make any sense. It never happened. No, no. I mean, I, maybe, I don't know. It, it, it was it was a weird it was a uh, i'm surprised this movie doesn't get more negative played now like i'm surprised it's not a movie a lot of like left wingers point out and be like see this is see, the problem is because right. it's actually it does kind of show a lot, of, a lot of the problems um yeah i agree this this paints him in such a terrible light like there, there's nothing redeeming about this character i is there one good thing about him i couldn't no because he, he doesn't even, support his family no. he was shitty to them he's aggressive he's he hurts his everybody mom too even yeah because they show they show he's living with his mom and he has dinner doesn't even talk right. to her and seems to be a strange like oddly he's shitty to poor um you know poor mcdonald's workers yes. he's just all the time the customers in there he's terrifying them he's not he's he shoots a cop like he's not nice to anybody no he doesn't treat anybody like a human so what i will say this yeah, yeah. no there's nothing I, so michael douglas is very good in this he it's, is. It's a. It's a. It's a. Literally an impossible role to play. He's fearless. He is. Which is really ballsy of him to take this role because this is not a nice guy. 
He does horrible things. And Michael Douglas, his credit, never... It's, he, he never flinches. To, no. no, he, he doesn't try he to just go. It. He just like, this is who this guy is and yep. just does it, which is really hard to do because you're playing someone who's pretty despicable. And in, in fact, he seemed a lot more committed to the evil that this guy is than Schumacher or the screenwriter did. Right, because they didn't film it that way. No. They should have made him the... They should have made him the demon. They really should have. They should have made him an evil character. And Robert Duvall's really good in this. Yes. The the no, the script is ridiculous. So the acting is pretty good. Uh, those I mean, two. Well, I don't those think... two and Hersey is, Hershey. is good. Hershey. Is uh, that her name? I thought Robert it was Hershey. 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 Hershey Squirt. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, I think um she's good. It's and kind even the, the the partner. Um Rachel uh, but yeah. I was mispronounced her name is uh Tico Tin. She's in um she uh, in... Total Recall. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She usually plays she's like a tough, she's warm. tough yeah, but lady. She's tough, but she's warm. Yeah. She's good. She's okay. Yeah. But Duvall and Douglas though, were like a really, obviously both really great actors. Yeah. Um, and considering too, like Duvall's character in particular, it's writ that whole arc is written so poorly oh. that to make anything out of that is just like, you get a gold medal. Like that's really good. It's really, cause that whole thing, like it's so cliche, like it last is. day of your, it's it, the last day of being a cop. And no, He's got these weird interactions with his wife. And meanwhile, meanwhile, all these interactions happen with the phone. Um, Tuesday Weld, who's an actress from the 60s and 70s, um, she plays the wife. And I actually think she does an okay job with it. Um, the role is so, it's so written so bizarrely and so terribly. But the poor actress, she's always, she's by herself. She's on yeah. the phone. You never see her interact with another human being. It's a really odd screenplay. You can tell like someone who wrote this is not that experienced not a, writing. Uh, yeah, or just not a traditional yeah. writer. Um, which can be good in this case it, it's bad um and uh, but and then but then he'll like he'll lean on cliches like with the duval stuff and it's really like oh it's just it's tough to get through they bring us for his retirement party they bring a stripper into the police station yeah there's like women cops there who does that that would never like, what, what, would never what generation happen. are we in even like you would never bring a stripper into the police you, station. maybe you bring him to the bar right and they have a private right. room sure i can see something like that happening right but like you know, into the actual, like, what if, what if a taxpayer walks in? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. I would be so angry if I walked into that. Yeah. Is it, but, it's, but you, you, I don't know. I don't even know if I'd be angry. I'd just be confused. It's so weird. It's weird. It's just bizarre. And it doesn't seem like a lot of the cops there have, have a lot of interaction with him. I mean, he did have that group in the beginning. So you've got these, you know, they're not really buddies. No. So but you're bringing a stripper and like, do you, are you that familiar with it? It's like something you would do maybe with a friend, but it was very strange. That was weird. Actually, there was a lot of bad acting. So the over the top cop asshole oh, that gets punched. Terrible up, acting. Terrible acting. The bike cop in the beginning. Um, terrible, oh, yeah, terrible, really, yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. acting. They moved, like, they moved Robert Duvall's car. I'm sorry. I'm not going car out of the way. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It, it was, it reminded me of, of, uh, you know, acting from a seventies, like yeah. chips, terrible yeah. terrible acting very cliche oh so cliche. i mean well we talked about this with uh, uh time to kill i mean schumacher leans into these cliches when you have like the southern hillbillies and yeah, you have, uh, yeah it was just like it's like oh god every everyone's just kind of doing it's just so by the book i mean even with the comic book movies which are a lot of like you know broad characters obviously sure he then makes them even broader like the batman and robin and like he can't help himself. He'll take no. a character that almost is a cliche already and somehow manage to make it even more of a cliche. Like he made Mr. Freeze even cornier than he really yeah. would be. It's like he's such a hack. He's dead now. Um, Schumacher, you know, can't make any more bad movies. Uh, but it's, it's really is this. I, I walked away with this movie liking it much less than I, than oh, I, yeah. I was, saw it. I thought it would be pretty decent. 
I thought I would. Me too. I thought this like, would be like right, well, Yeah, I forgot how horrible the Michael Douglas character. And also his name, defense. That tells you that he's like defending. Yeah. Like he's standing up for us, like the everyman. Well, they also make a point of that. So like he he makes a speech of I was defending, Amer-, you know. Yeah. No, you make missiles, actually. Missiles are fucking war. You're not defending water. But yeah, he says, right. I, you know, I defended America. Like, it's- But I think he's also like, he, he's supposed to be defending like us. Like the guy, this, the person watching the movie, like he's... He's our avatar. He's standing up for us. Is that, are, are we, is this, that's who Schumacher thinks we are? Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. You know, it's not who he thinks we are. That's what he thinks we want to do. It's fucked up. He thinks we want to attack the McDonald's person because we can't get breakfast at 1135. That makes no sense. He thinks sense. we want to trash a convenience store because prices are expensive. Like they, I, I never, I, I'll be the first one to admit, I sometimes fly off the handle. I, I can have a temper like anybody, I guess, but like I never once wanted to trash a place because it was expensive i've no. never once got mad because i couldn't get a meat you know like that mad i you know you just walk out and not buy the fucking coke i mean right it's simple or like they tell you you don't have breakfast and you really you don't like it in their menu just go somewhere like go somewhere else or it's strange his whole motivation was he wanted to get more change because he's like crank right. calling his wife the whole time so just like realize that your ultimate goal is to get some change. So just buy, buy something, something cheaper. He's like, all right, so does 85 cents. That so wouldn't give enough. Buy a fucking slim gym. Then shut right, up. Buy a fucking, right. Yeah. Buy a bazooka. Joe, you know, bazooka gum. It's five <laughs> right. cents. Right. 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 Yeah. Just get something cheaper. Don't, don't you, you don't have need to, to smash, smash the up store. the guy's store and then berate him. And it was just weird. Uh, and, but then like they'll frame the clerk is kind of an asshole too, to like make his, make Michael Douglas's behavior like acceptable. I know. Like they keep, trying to make this behavior acceptable. I said the worst thing though, I'll go back to it again. Cause this is one of the most, it's one of the worst things I've seen since doing this show is that scene when he walks into that surplus store and deals with that neo-Nazi yeah. because they are trying so hard to excuse this awful behavior. That this Michael Douglas's character is doing. Yep. Uh, it's really, I was really taken aback by how horrible that was. Yeah. Um, can you believe that Ebert gave us thing three stars? Hey, you know, one thing we, we have to keep in mind and uh, cause I would have given it three stars too, is that, uh, you know, this is a different time. Uh, you know, 1992, 93 is different. We have, I, I mean, I'll, I'll admit 1993. I saw this. I would I gave it three stars too. I remember. I don't know if I gave it. I mean, I know I liked it a bit. I know I liked it more. Definitely. I, I know I yeah. did. I gave it like around three stars. And I saw it now. Yes, I'm a kid. Um, and it's also, yeah, he's, not, a, he's an adult. He's an adult, but it is 1993. It's just different. It's just, things are different. And there was a lot of that. I remember back then there was a lot of that, like angry boomer attitude like we're just, we're just hitting middle age we're pissed off when we can't get our way like with stuff about like mcdonald's sure. breakfast and stuff and there was like you know don't you wish like don't like don't you have like that dream like you never would do it but don't you ever wish you could kind of yell at the mcdonald's guy or or trash the store see like it's usually for people who are assholes to me that i feel that way like some ra- i know some random mcdonald like that's not there they well, probably this, don't even like to work there this takes the concept that like i guess uh like modern commerce is an asshole yeah but like it, modern commerce isn't an asshole it, it's that's really not how it works and oh yeah but the people you're dealing with are just are simply just pawns of the commercials right like you're 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 attacking people who are go take out ronald well, mcdonald leave this poor guy alone yeah i mean go i, I mean if just ask no one ever asks why and that's, there's no like humanity in this movie because nobody ever asks why mm-hmm. they just react and then when they react, they try to make it seem like it's okay, but it's not okay. No, Siskel had it right though. He's like, this movie's shit. I saw them. I saw a little oh, YouTube really? clip oh, of them yeah. talking about it. And Eber was like, no, he, you know, Michael Douglas's character, he had it all figured out. Like he had the wife and I'm like, what are you talking about? He had it. He never had it figured out. He was always a dick. Oh, and it was always, Siskel's like, no, 
and it's cliche. Both characters are cliche. When they were, they were, you know, they were done better. You know, the, there was a, I can't, I don't remember the movies that he cited. But it, actually, I think, I think, um, Death Wish. Death Wish yeah. is one of them. And then there was another one, Joe's. Um, I, I can't remember. But whatever. He's like, this, this is just a cliche, shitty movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna say it's trash. I will say it is. It is. Uh, it is interesting. It also is a bit of a look back at time. Like I think there were. I think there were not a small amount of people that felt this way about things. Um, I, I'm not recommending this movie. It's gonna get a thumbs down for me. Yep, thumbs down. Uh, I'm. I. Uh, I'm. I, I can't. I don't know if I'd say. Is it a bad movie? I don't know if I would say it's a bad movie, but it's... Um, There's some good acting, but it's a bad movie. It's one of the most morally bankrupt movies I've ever seen a studio put out. Yeah. What was the other one that we really thought was morally bankrupt? Was it the... Well, City the of White, Angels. Oh, City I, of Angels, I, I definitely. Issues with the way it's directed. Si- yes. Yeah, so that's yeah, directed by yeah. just some really creepy moments with that. Yeah. That's a different feeling than this it, a little bit. Definitely. Um, but uh, no, there's definitely an, an agenda they're pushing through here that is just not right. And... Um, yeah, this movie's not good, so I'm giving it a thumbs down. We're, and we're giving, uh, what was the movie we did this week? Oh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah, two, two thumbs, thumbs way up, way of course. Up, yeah. Yeah. And this, so this is getting two thumbs down? It's thumbs down, absolutely. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't recommend you this. Can't, yeah. I do recommend, though, maybe checking it out if you've never seen it. Um, I know it's... I know, I, no, I but if you're interested in, like, the psyche... Look, look, yeah, yeah, I think there were a lot of middle-aged boomers, and a lot of this stuff precedes Fox News, and I'm not trying to get political here, but precedes Fox News and Trump. And kind of, I think a lot of people voted for Trump because they wanted lower taxes. I completely understand that. There's a lot of people who voted for Trump because they were angry. Yeah. And this taps into that angry element. It's just like, the, but you're picking on the wrong people. That's that's right. my issue with it. It's like, I understand being angry at the system, although I don't feel like he had any right to be angry with the system. He made his own bed. Completely. But I understand the sentiment of being mad at the, at the system, but then be mad at uh, the state. Or like, you know, something like that. You can't be mad at some poor, uh, like office worker, some poor fucking McDonald's worker. It's just, that's, that's not their fault. They probably don't like it either. They don't probably like doing what they're doing either. It's, it's a bizarre, to survive. it's a bizarre movie that wants you to sympathize with uh, someone who's abusing their wife. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a that, weird movie. That's, that's actually, that's really fucked up actually. It's really fucked up. Yeah. I mean, if they, so they didn't make him physically abuse her. No, they, so, go, out, they go out of their way. Right. To, to, to make it so they don't because they I think they realize that's a step you can't even even for this movie yeah if he did that line, it's, you can't it's, quite, it's over he's but then monster. at the end of the movie he's going and I know they don't quite say it but he's is I mean Duvall it seemed, says it yeah. he was going to kill his wife and child yeah and he does everything but like hit yes. his family I mean she makes it clear that she was afraid for her safety that's why the restraining order like you're not going to get a restraining order just because someone's bugging you you're getting a restraining order because you're afraid for your safety and the safety of your kid. I'll say this. Yeah. There's one thing that no one can argue. It's a bizarre movie that makes you sympathize with a character that is terrorizing his wife. Yeah, I don't know if... Uh, yeah. You can't argue. I mean, he's, he, he apparently calls her constantly. She's already had to get a restraining order. Like, yeah. And we see, you know, we see the video clips and stuff, but he is obviously terrorizing this woman. Yeah. And it, this movie goes out of their way a number of times, including introducing characters, the sole reason to make you sympathize with him. Ugh. This, this is not a good movie, and it really makes me question if the people who made it are good people. I'm not saying the actors. I'm saying the director, Schumacher. Producer, writer. And the writer. Them, yeah. Like, you know, the, the, yeah, I, I, I really, that. like, I don't usually bring that character cause into it too much, but, like, a lot, like, same thing, I guess, with City of Angels in that regard, in that I really question some of the belief systems behind the people that made this. Yeah, you have to know the motives. Like, you have to But you, I you also will know. say, in fairness, though, it was a different time. There <laughs> were different things that got people upset back then that, I, you know, we don't quite have our pulse on now. Um, I'm not excusing uh, that. And I think the older you get, the more you realize this isn't 
a good person, but uh, I just think that I was too young to see some of the themes. I, I, I think I was shit. too. I hope I was, or maybe maybe I'm just as time gone on, we've learned more. I don't know. I I, I don't have a reason for why at. 13, I'm, I was okay with some of it, and I guess, and at 41, I'm really not, but I'm not. So, so that's part of this show is like we go back and we look at stuff and whole new set of eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole idea of the show. I mean, it's the whole premise. And uh, it's interesting. We both had kind of the same reaction. Yeah. Shall I move on? Let's do it. Stereo MCs, uh, top 20 in the United States on the Hot 100, but also hit some of the other charts. I think I picked it off the alternative chart this week. It ranked higher. Um, this is actually the first British rap song to hit the Hot 100 in the United States. Rap song? I, don't, I, don't I know. It's sort yeah. of... He's not I, a rap song. But it's a, okay. He's sort of... He's definitely singing. It's in pitch and, you know, it's not really... This is not, I don't consider this a rap song. Some of the other ones. I consider it more electronic. It's got some hip hop vibe to it, a little bit of funk. There's electronic to it, right? Because it is a sample. They're using, um, what's the sample? Uh, this is there. This is like the, the this is the bed, the bedrock of the song. Okay. Which is a uh, Jimmy bow horn. Uh, let me bass or let me is what song is a song. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so that's like a 70s funk tune. And so it, it feels like funk, electronic. They do, there is a there is a lot of cool stuff. It's like a very textured song. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's very repetitive. Like it does the same thing over and over. There's no change even. I mean, his his uh, vocals change and their vocals change in the chorus. Uh, but there's a lot of space. The song is really all about texture. Um, but I so I like it. Like I've got a I got a nice little spot in my heart for it. How do you how do you feel about the song? I like the song a lot. I uh, uh, I'm gonna give it like a B plus. I think the song's really good. I uh, I had this CD. I went out and bought it because I liked that song so much. But then the rest of the CD kind of oh, actually I think I might there's have, a few that are okay. Tape, but whatever. I think I had taped the CD one of the two, and uh, I I didn't use I didn't play it very much though because I, I like the song a lot. And then the rest of the, the rest of it was like eh, and then like. That's kind of how I feel about like the rest of it. Anything else yeah. they've done, I'm just like, eh, yeah. about. But this song is really good. Like, it is good. If I had to make like a playlist of like songs from 93, like this would totally be on it. Oh yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, I would, like, I would like have a top song. 20 songs from this year. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there, will be their own, there will be the only time you see Stereo MCs on that list. That's true. But this would totally be on there for sure. It might even crack the top 10 they, um, for that year. Yeah, so I, I think so. Um, and actually that, that was part of... That explains kind of part of the issue. There, some of the songs we'd already covered uh, on the Hot 100, and then some of them were just so shitty. Like, yeah. I didn't want to, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think this would definitely crack that. They did have another song, um, but even like among song, like alternative stuff or stuff that I was listening to, this would still probably crack my top ten. I think like, this is a this is a really good song. It's that, a good song. It's like one of the best songs of that year. I think you're right. Yeah, we were confronted with Spin Doctors last time. So, yeah. Yeah, like this is better than that. Like Spin Way Doctors might even make the playlist if I, if I had like 30 or 40 songs in there. We don't have to relitigate that. But this this also hit the charts a few years before. Do you know this one? Baby. 
You would know that. I wanna go. I wanna go higher. You would know that if you knew. If you knew the song, you would know that. I definitely had heard that before. It was in a movie with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, um, I don't know. that all that uh, that hit some of the charts. Right. So it's not the hot one. I don't remember. I don't remember that one. That was their first. So that was on their second album. Um, right. And then they had Connected, and then they've done like eight albums. But they took like ten years off after they the Connected album. Yeah. You would think like, but I think they were doing a lot of stuff like behind the scenes. I think they're like they I think were a lot of people in this. And that band are producers, like that's right. Yeah, yeah. So they were working with U two, Jungle Brothers, Queen Latifah, Madonna. They did the song Frozen. I didn't know it by a title, but then I listened. And, yeah, yeah, and it's I a good song. It. Um, they also did Music. You remember that one too? Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. I, I like that, that song. Madonna era of Madonna. Yeah, it was that like ray like, of light. ray of light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time period. Yep. Yeah, like the late nineties. Yeah, because but remember we ran into the uh, that one ballad. She is so boring. Ugh. Oh, it was the bullfight one. When we, uh, from we did the. Uh, Oh, the Tom Hanks, uh, the uh, Gene Davis, uh, Madonna movie, uh, League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Uh, that song oh, was in there. Oh, this used to be my playground. playground. Oh, so With boring. the bull fight. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think it's good. It's like, it's got a cool vibe. There's like... Um, yeah, it's a... It's a... You hear like the flutes? There's also another cool thing that happens after this little chorus. There's neat little like, like horn hits and little keyboard parts that just kind of float in and out. Do you hear the chord in the background? They shift the chord right here and go back down, which is a nice little, nice little thing in there too. I don't know. It's texture. It's fun. It's fun. I think that texture allows you to like, like I've heard that song a bunch. Um, obviously when it came out, never listened to it a couple times, uh, a few times uh, the last couple of days. I'm not really sick of it. I think because of the texture, even though the song is, I guess, repetitive, it is repetitive. I cannot argue that. Um, but like, but the texture allows it that you don't really get super bored of it. Maybe no. as quickly as you would if didn't. The song feels cared for. Yeah, it's. Uh, I. I. This is a an example for me of like a perfect loop. Like you could listen to it's the same thing yeah. over and over, but it it doesn't. There's no. Some perfect loops have kind of a really strong beginning and end, and like that end of the loop really drives you back to the beginning again. So you you just it kind of perpetuates itself. This isn't like that at all. It's the same thing over again with that bass bounce, bounce out over and over. But it's kind of the perfect loop. Like you could just kind of sit there. I don't think I'd be sick if that were just in the background, just kind of happening in the background. There are no vocals, and maybe some instruments would come in here and there. I don't think I would be annoyed with it. I think I could probably listen to that for twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and it'd be fine. Wouldn't annoy me. It's got a similar vibe to, although these are, there are other songs that have this exact vibe besides the one that, um, that the, the samples from, but they're a bit more, um, they're like, they're just, they take it a little bit further. Like, here's this one. This is before, of course. That same bass groove. Got that same vibe. Or uh, the other one, there's like a ton of them all over rock, but the other one that I found is um, this one. Of course, you would know. Totally. Uh, yeah. Got that same vibe, though? Yeah. yeah. Back. That's not the overlay album, right? I think it is. I think you're right. I think that's right. Uh, I was thinking more uh, along the lines of like, are you familiar with like the Chemical Brothers? Yeah. They came a little bit later. But like, so they're, they're obviously super electronic, but their stuff would have a lot of the same loops. Um, but I think the difference between them and these guys is they're, I think Chemical Brothers best stuff would then heighten. So like they would take it and then it would like, it would, it would kind of evolve and like become more like intense or become more, 
you feel like that pressure more like it ramps up yeah which kind of builds into the excitement of the song where this song does stay pretty static it does stay really static yeah but it's fine it's like you're perfectly happy to live in that little that little groove it's a good song like, yeah. i i it was a pleasure hearing it again I, I don't know if i'll go back and revisit it a ton unless i was making a playlist of 93 stuff but um but if i was to make one it would certainly be on there but like it's tough with these guys because in my opinion it just isn't I guess similar to Spin Doctors, like the, other than this album, like there's just nothing else to say about them because everything else they make, I will say their stuff is better than the Spin Doctors' other stuff. But you know, yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. nothing else there, yeah. even like it's worth, it's noteworthy. The problem is, is he? So this is kind of an anomaly. Usually, so in in uh, in Connected, he's he's singing, um, and he has really good feel. Like the vocalist um, is is like his timing's really good. But then if you listen to the other songs where he's rapping, it's really cheesy. Wow, Oh, it sounds so weak compared really to weak compared to connected. Oh yeah, like jazzy rap. Yeah, he's so square. Yeah, something's missing. Missing something. Yeah. Um, I did listen to their last thing that came out. Maybe it was like 2016. Oh no, 2016 was some remixes. 2011, I think, was their last full album, and that sounds more modern. His timing's better. I think they just got better at producing, and like, you know, by that time you could very easily move things around on a grid in software. So even if his timing, even if he sounded really square, um, you could, you could kind of jazz him up a little bit. Whereas in the nineties, there was no way to do that. Um, so yeah, definitely like if they feel like a one hit type of thing. One hit wonder. I was doing the same thing. They really are like, you know, as much as spin doctors was like a two hit wonder. These guys are a one hit, you know, but I mean, it was a weird time in music because, you know, grunge was like, you know, it's probably peak grunge. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yeah, hip hop like, hadn't quite taken over yet. Ninety to ninety five for grunge. I'd say like ninety one. Ninety one to like ninety five for grunge. Yeah. I think the first time I heard parts of ten was was that ninety one? Yeah, it was. Okay. So and same with same with Nevermind. Yeah. Also came out ninety one. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you were really cool and you were older than us, I mean, you were in college. I'm sure you heard like some REM in eighty nine, eighty seven. Oh yeah. And yeah. you heard you you, you would have heard Bleach by Nirvana like the year earlier. Like I wasn't that I was in junior high. I wasn't that cool yet. But no. Uh, but yeah. It, it, but if you were, I think, an average person, grunge, yeah, 91 to 94. I think that's what it was in eighth grade, like the beginning of my eighth grade or something. Kirk Cobain killed I, himself in 94. So I think right. that's just kind of the end of that. I mean, obviously, Pearl Jam put out some good stuff after that. But I mean, the idea that like, grunge is like major influence in music, I think, died then. Yeah, three, four years. And then that was, yeah. that's so funny that there was just such a fast Pretty small window, man. Plant, I mean, there man. was stuff that came out, like, you know, like uh, Stone Temple Pilots puts out uh, Tiny Music, uh, the Vatican, that album, which I think is their best album. Like that came out after that came out in like ninety six. Do you remember what's on it? Any of the songs? Uh, I, I'm terrible with songs. It's not like Vaseline. It's random. Is it that late? No, or I can't remember. What no, Vaseline it's like was. a big Big Bang Baby is on that. Oh album. yeah, yeah. Um, that's my favorite uh, SDP yeah. song. But there's a few other good ones on there. Um, I look forward to getting to them. They they record really well. I love their guitar tone. They they write some really good songs. They're really, really like songs. They're really underrated. Like yeah. no one really talked about them anymore. They got some critical back. Like they got some like I think they sounded like people thought they were too poppy. Yeah, not like they no, got they some shit. Songs. They got some shit then. They still get some shit now from people. It's not quite like Dave Matthews level where they get this backlash, but um, they get some. They get like a lot of undeserved shit when they put out some like really fun. It's like. Six or eight, like really, really good, good SCP songs. songs. Yeah, I learned Interstate Love Songs. Yeah, that's and that's a great one too. And that's the same album. Yeah, okay. And that came out after, you know. So there is some stuff that came out after, but um, like Yield is one of my favorite Pearl Jam albums that came out after. And, yeah, but uh, but the it kind of died down. Like the limelight wasn't there any longer. Yeah, and it was just yeah, and it got 
some of the stuff just got kind of dark and weird and people just got really into drugs and it got all fucked up. Well, and also you have all these kind of like the, you, you need to hear new sound cause you can't just listen to Pearl Jam all the time. So then you got all these B level, C level and D level right. bands that start like you get puddle of mud and you get like all these other, I don't know. Uh, what was that? Who's the, who I like Bush. Bush, yeah, that's a better example, probably. Yeah. They were around the same time, yeah. And yeah. They, 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 some stuff in Bush is like Glycerine's an okay song. I don't really like it. I mean, it, it's yeah. I mean, it's, like, I'm not going to defend it. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it, it, some of their stuff was fine. Um, but right, but it wasn't like anywhere no. near like no. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, even like SDP or uh, like Rage Against the Machine. Think about some oh, of the yeah. stuff that was out then. It was just, you know some really mind blowing stuff. And even like Beasties was putting out some monster stuff. Yeah, that was also being played in alternative stations. So you had some real monster stuff. And you're right, you also had some stuff that filled in the gaps, like. Uh, was it? Uh, I think we talked about talked about them on the show. Like, uh, was it Silver Toad? What is it? What is the? Uh, oh, Silver Chair. Silver Chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like a, a, they had like a frog on their album cover, yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. And like they were like high school kids. Right. It was just like, uh, but like you're right. But they, and then they and, rode that wave. And then the grunge really got poppy because what did you have like Third Eye Blind? And you had sort of like kind of alternative, but a lot more poppy. Yeah. You know, sort of distorted guitar, poppy music that just... That's when I, I checked. I, yeah. That's when I went, like, like, into I'm the done. strokes. And then I was just like, eh. I was, like, getting into some... And, and I really had a hard time connecting... We talked about this in a couple other episodes, but I like, had a hard time connecting with music again, and really until, like, Arcade Fire and some other stuff came out in, like, 2003, 2004. Um, but, from, yeah, from 2000 to 2002, I think is a really... Because all the boy bands took over. Yeah, they did. And, and music just got really weak, in my opinion. Pretty much after grunge, I went old. So I, I, well, I, I talked about it before. So, you know, the Southern rock stuff. But even before then, that's, you know, that's when I really went back to Beatles and Stones and some yeah. of the 60s, 70s stuff. Um, to, yeah, and just find, you know, find that stuff. Zeppelin and all that stuff happened. It happened then because I was so just burned out by the shitty radio music that was happening. There's some really rough, rough pop music then. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think for, uh, stereo MCs, I don't really have, you got your personal story. Um, personal story. So this was my first job, like right after this, like two months after this, what are we we in March of, yeah, so I'm lying. Actually, it was like June when when I had my are first Are we in March of, 90... March of 93? No, no. Oh, shit. I was, so, not, I was not working. You no, know, no. Uh, I'm, I'm 14 now. Like, I turned 15 at the end of the year in September. Okay. So I'm 14, right. and you can't... In New Hampshire, you couldn't get a job. 14? No, I did not. At the time, I could not. I did not get a job, no. No, I did not work, no. Yeah. Um, And I'm not even sure if Maine, you could... I feel like that's why we went. So we, my grandparents had a house... Um, about a half mile off of Moody Beach, like on the road that would go to the beach, and that's in Wells, Maine. Okay, Moody Beach is actually really nice. This very long uh, beach that ends in kind of a, a it ends in a Gunkwit Beach, which is like it the it sort of juts out. There's really nice waves there, and then on the other side of that is York. Um, or is York the other? Yeah, on the other side of that is right. York. It's it's like this nice long, really long stretch of beach. It's it's a good area, and they had a good spot. So they had a, a they built themselves a ranch. I think it's one of the reasons why I really like ranch houses so much is because of this house. It was it was kind of a sprawling, maybe twenty two hundred square foot. Um, it was kind of big for that a ranch. Big, yeah, some um, some ranches are deceptively big. They are, yeah. And this had like different areas. Um, they even and they even they built a porch, but then they ended up enclosing that. That ended up being a really nice room. So it so it made it even bigger. It wasn't an audacious house. Like they were, they were good about not being flashy, but it was nice. Yeah. And like I said, it was a half mile from the beach. So Great, we used yeah. to go there of course. all the time. Um, and it had, had enough bet. Like we would stay over there too for like uh, Thanksgiving and sometimes Christmases. Like we would hang out there too. My, my mom was really close to her mom and, and dad. Um, and my, and like we'd lived with them when I, you know, when I was right. much younger. So there was more of a connection there. They were always really good to my sister and I. My grandmother can be a super pain in the ass. 
but and she, like she's just really fiery and super sarcastic, but funny, like quick wit. Even now, she's almost ninety. She's got pretty quick wit. Um, but she was always really con- like kind to me. Like she'd give me some shit, but I could tell that she like she loved loved my sister and I very much. And my grandfather too. I think my grandfather viewed my sister as like another daughter um, because their last daughter, our aunt, is only nine years older than me. So it wasn't, so she was still at oh, home right. when we were born yeah. and even when we were living with them. Yeah. So my grandfather like real, like sort of looked at my sister that way and they had a really close connection too. He's a super good guy. So we spent a lot of time there and we, I, I for many reasons, I'm sure, but um, maybe like my parents could save money or whatever. We decided we would, we would go to this, to, to Maine and live with them during the summer. Um, particularly, I think yeah, I was, I'm the oldest. So, my sister wasn't working, of course, because she's she was like twelve. But yeah, because I could get a job there, and I I so I'm I'm I, it's a little sketchy in my memory of whether or not Maine would let it, or it's just that I had an in at this place. I think think I remember New Hampshire. I think you could work even at fourteen, but you had it only seasonal. I think you could only work in the summer. Is? Maybe made it somewhere. Yeah, it was really. And I'm at fifteen. I worked. I could work like temporary things. I did worked a couple of temporary jobs at fifteen. But yeah, I think there were some rules <laughs> that you could you could work only in the summer, and then they were really certain hours is like really heavily regimented. See, I thought that was, and maybe that is the case, but I had to lie about oh. my age. So I'm wondering if it's because of the type of job I had. So sure. I worked at a restaurant um, called Captain Nick's, which is no, the building's still there, but is no longer there. It's right on route one. Uh, Ian, um, a gunkwit, but right on the Agunquit Wells line. Okay. Super popular sea play, a seafood place, like huge and had a big, like open outdoor um, porch area that had like a screen netting that would come down. Um, so, you know, when it was buggy or whatever. And my aunt worked there. She was a, she was uh, waiting. She was a waitress there. So that was my in. But I think I had to lie so that I could work at night. Mm, that makes sense. So my first job was as a bus boy at this place. I'm 14 years old. I think I had to say I was 16. And, um, and it was close enough to where my grandparents lived that I could, I could walk there. That would have been fine. But I, I would bike there um, every day. And I fucking hated it. Like being a bus boy is like the, so disgusting. You're just getting like a, a seafood place too. Ugh, right? You, and gross. you don't like seafood no, just like, like seafood. me. Yeah, so there's the smell of seafood terrible, yeah. and it's, everything's like greasy. Cause yeah. of either the butter or you've got like, you know, you got spiders of the sea with their legs chopped off and shit dripping out of them. And then the smell of the fish, it's just disgusting. Um, and you'd have it all over you and you'd yeah. always smell. And then there'd be the fry laters, right? Yeah. Because you're, you're frying scallops and all that shit. So you just, you'd go home smelling like fucking fish and fry, fried yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. like, well, how am I going to get girls? So, uh, so like, so the, I was, so, so I was a bus boy and the, the last, one of the lasting memories is, um, well, okay. So I was a bus boy, but then they trust, like I'm, I've always been a, like a good person. You could kind of trust me. Right. Very, very, like very modest person. No, I, I just mean like you can trust me. Like I've all, you know. So they, so they were like, oh, we want you to work more. So they would put me on in the mornings. Sure. Uh, and I would host, so I'd like seat everybody because um, they did a pretty big like breakfast. And um, so I would, that that's what I would do. I'd work like mornings. I think I'd be there at six or six thirty in the morning, and then that would go till like eleven thirty, and I'd then go to the beach for a few hours, get ready, and then go work at oh. night for the. I, oh, it was kind rough. of the split that's schedule tough. was tough. Yeah. yeah. That whatever you're young, you, you deal with it. Well, you um, must have been having making the money. Yeah, I don't think I made that much money. So my, the lasting like sort of impress. Well, it was weird that my aunt was there too because she was young and pretty, and so the guys were weird. One of them, um, one of the waiters there was act like kind of took a liking to me, not in that way, but because I liked music, he liked music, yeah. so we would like 
we would like talk music yeah. and he would send me some tapes. I think he was the first one to send me Grateful Dead. And I was like, I don't really like this. Um, and, but some other people, like some jazz. I think he's the one that, that turned me on to Miles Davis, actually. Kind of blue, I think he gave me, which I love. Just like, that just like in Jerry Maguire. That is. Doesn't uh, the nanny give him? Yes, it's not Miles Davis. It's no. a Coltrane. <laughs> but right, uh, right. yeah, I've never been a huge. There are a few things. I've never been a huge Coltrane fan, but, but Miles Davis, I love. And that album, Kind of Blue, is a beautiful album. Um, but the lasting impression I have is this some asshole fucking waiter who would, like, one of my first nights there, he's like, we, we were slammed and we we're so busy. He's like, hey, listen, if you help me out, you know, make sure my tables are clean and, like, you know, help me bring out food. Just, like, like be with me. Help me get through this. We're going to make a lot of money and I'll make sure, like, I'll hit you up at the yeah. end of the night. And I'm like, okay, sure. And he was, he was nice to me or whatever. And so, I'm, like, I didn't go too far out of my way to help him more than other people because I felt like my responsibility to the, was to the restaurant. But I, I did keep in mind, um, you know, and I, I think, you know, maybe it just made me work a little bit faster so that I could, I could help him a bit more. At the end of the night, he didn't give me God. He gave me nothing. Oh, that, so from then on, I'm like, fuck this guy. So yeah. he, he tried to do me that, do that a couple more times. And I never, uh, I, I never let that happen. But I, uh, yeah. So split shifts. I did that. That was my first so all summer, but really summer isn't that long when you're no. in high school. I mean, you know, it's Couple like mid June yeah. to late August. Two, yeah. yeah. 10 weeks or something. And then it's kind of over. I probably made a couple thousand dollars in there. I wasn't making a shit ton, but I I'm a bus boy. But I remember being like 15 and working jobs, odd jobs, whatever, 14. I worked some odd jobs, whatever. And, uh, the, the money you get though, is cause you'd have no, like it's, yeah, it you is feel good. like you're rich. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I remember thinking like, Oh, it, you know, yeah, I, I think like, I bought my car because of that. That's what with me. Yeah. I, I stayed at my yeah, and of course right. I crashed it three months later. But right, I, I bought my car <laughs> with the money that I I uh, right like working random jobs when I was fourteen to fifteen and stuff. Yeah, so I did that. Um, I only stayed there for two years. The second year, uh, so I was fifteen, and um, I was I did work at Captain Nick's again one more year, and then I also I was doing work at like Shop and Save too during the day because the Captain Nick's thing was only like really twenty hours at night. Cause it would be, you know, it'd be sort of like five hour shifts or something, mm-hmm. or maybe 25 hours. So then I would pick up, you know, 20 hours kind of elsewhere. So I did that shop. I hated the shop. It's a bagging groceries. That's mm-hmm. another, it's a mindless thing. I didn't know. I'm not sure which one I hated worse though. Smelling like fucking fish and dead crustaceans or fucking bagging groceries. But either way, they're both mindless or disgusting. Um, the beach was okay though. Uh, you living with your grandpa. That was fine. I mean, they're, they're nice people, but it's not like I had a nightlife. But then as soon as I got my license the next year, that, I mean, it was not, that was not happening. Like I have a car now I'm staying home in the summer with my friends and working and delivering pizza, which I made good money doing. So that was it. Two years. So what happened to this beach house? Your grandparents sold it. Apparently, they I'm did. Sell, yeah. Cause it, so my grandfather ended up get, having, he had cancer, um, had prostate cancer, had surgery. I wasn't, it wasn't much after this. I was probably 16 or 17 when that happened. He recovered, but then it was sort of a slower decline for a while after that. It was radiation therapy. And when you do that prostate, like you end up getting some other spots in there. So he had bladder issues and it just was this. Yeah. I think he lived to, he was mid seventies, like maybe 75 or so. So he probably maybe lived another 10 years after that. Um, but he was getting to a point where he wasn't doing well and they wanted to be closer to Boston. And also my grandmother had friends, um, in like they live in or my mom my grandmother and my mom live in methuen now so closer to her friends and and also closer to boston to get them to the hospital and stuff because if you're in you know maine i think there's york hospital is right there which is yeah. fine but it's not like you're know, going to boston so right uh so they ended up selling, i think they were there for 18 years actually they built it yeah i was pretty young 
Yeah, I was pretty young when they, uh, maybe I was 10 when they built it and then sometime in, yeah, my late 20s, I think they sold it. I love that area. It's usually, it's it's, nice. So yeah. we, we go to the beach, we either go to Rye um, yeah. or we'll go to, uh, we'll go to York. Uh, and I, just, I love like long stands, but I love just that drive up yeah. along that coast. Yep. Um, it's just, it's just awesome. It's just like, Laura and I like, you know, talk about just, we'd love to buy a house. You know, Southern Maine is so expensive. We, it's really We probably expensive. have to go like Northern Maine or something, but we'd love to have a house like right in the ocean. It'd yeah. Be awesome. But it's just Southern Maine. is not anything south of Portland. is not economically feasible for us to buy a house on the water. Uh, unless that was, yeah, it would just it'd be really hard, but we'd love to have like, yeah, to have like a second place just on, on the ocean, but you'd have to go pretty far North for us to be able to afford it. But yeah. that'd be nice to have though. Cause that, that area is so beautiful. My grandfather, he worked so hard. He's such a hardworking, good guy. Kind of, a, uh, he was a accountant by trade, but he ended up being like CFO in some companies. And, um, he, but he spent a lot of time working in Boston and New York. So they'd live in Connecticut. He'd commute, he'd drive into New York or they'd live out. So they'd live in North Andover and he'd commute into Ugh, Boston. Sometimes yeah. these are two hour drives. He was just a maniac with work, like super committed, very disciplined guy. Super, super, super good guy. Um, wish he was still alive. It's sad that he's not. I wish I knew him like longer as an adult because super good guy. But, but uh, yeah, but then I don't know. My grandmother's still kicking it. She's almost 90 and still a pistol. And um, there we have it. There you go. That sounds like a, that sounds like a not, not a bad first job. On the beach isn't no, bad. I, it's I mean, pretty it's, typical it's, for like a kid. Yeah. Like you're going to nice have to be a, on the beach. Be a that's, that's, I guess, atypical, but. Yeah, right. Yeah, we did have good access to that. That was that was nice. Yeah, um, yeah that's not bad. Cool. Um, so that's that's what I was doing at pretty much this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. That makes that makes sense. Uh, that's that's not a bad. That's an interesting. Couple summers there. Yeah, it was good. I just got like I'd you know I'd have girlfriends by that time, so then I'd be away from them for two yeah. and a half months, and it seems like an eternity I when know. you're a kid, yeah. like you're fifteen. You want to be with old. your friends and everything too, right? Yeah. But I didn't really have a means to do that when you don't have a car. Right. And Hooks it was pretty populated, but and I had friends in my neighborhood, but then outside of that, like you can't. Where I was, it's like it was sort of a main road, so to get it, it's not like I could walk to other neighborhoods in my area. It yeah. wasn't doing that. It was like, a, it was a main drive. It was like route three, I think is or 28 or three. I can't remember what that is in Huxley. And plus by that time I'm, I'm in Manchester school. So I've got like Manchester friends. So how do you even get there? Your yeah, parents right. are carting yeah. you around or whatever. Um, so it wasn't my sophomore year. Then a bunch of my friends had their license and right. it was a little bit different, but, uh, dirt, but it's not like I could go and get a, Where was I going to get a job? I'd have to get a, what about a hitchhike there. My parents aren't going to drive me to a job the whole time. So, that made sense for the second year, but by junior year and me having my fucking license, I'm like, no, I'm staying with my friends and hanging out. Not that I, I mean, my grandparents are good to me. It was just like, yeah, you want to, you, yeah, you want a nightlife. I'm like, I don't want to go to bed at nine o'clock or whatever, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, so we're back on, uh, Saturday. Saturday. No, actually back on Friday. We have an Oscar show for you. Patreon people. I know you're looking forward to that. Yeah, I am excited. Uh, to do that and then um, so that'd be a bonus episode. that's probably gonna drop on Friday sometime it sounds like we'll take yeah, Thursday. We'll Thursday yeah that should work uh, it, it, I don't know how long it's gonna be I have no idea we'll just kind of just, like I said spoiler free movie reviews of the Oscars so if you haven't seen them I promise I won't give anything crucial away but just kind of talk about a quick little bites about my takes on them and maybe uh, give you a couple recommendations to watch before the actual Oscars come out that Sunday um, a week from today when you're hearing this and then Saturday, we're back for our free show. We're going to be doing Saw. Saw. Totally different movie for us. Yes. Haven't done anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then we'll be back with you guys on that Sunday with uh, The Incredibles. Incredibles, right. So, um, yeah. So, hopefully, so that's a little bit of content next week, at least the end of the next week. 
Uh, I'm going to Cooperstown. So oh yeah, that's where you're going. Uh, I, I, I spaced it. I couldn't remember where your where your sojourn was going to be. But Cooperstown, that'll be fun. I hope so. I mean, they'll have the exhibits. You you like that stuff? That'd be good. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. So I love the plaque room and everything. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, and I like to go into the little shops. Um, in this in the town. Yeah, they have really cool little like um stuff you just can't find. Anywhere. Yeah, it's hard to find that stuff anywhere else. So, um, uh, be fun to kind of poke poke around in there and. Uh, Lars ever been so we're excited. Cool, it'll be fun. Be yeah, that'll be fun. Weekend away. It'll be a low key weekend for me. Yeah, you know, what's that? It'll be a low key weekend for me. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you don't have to feel bad for me. I don't. Like uh, I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> uh, it's good. So we'll see you guys. I guess on Friday. Later.